The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Wednesday of March Madness Week, Amal. And we got to see the first two of the first four play-in games last night. Uh, what did we learn from those two games, if anything? Any conclusions to be drawn? Well, before you sit there and criticize the Mountain West, because I know you're going to do that, right? You're reading my mind. My question is then, why don't you lay three and a half? Um, because I know or Indiana four, is four as dumb as they were in the last two minutes. Twice following a three-point shooter and then following after giving up a double offensive rebound. They did everything they could not to cover four and a half. Yeah, they almost <laughs> gave away seven points on uh, three-point shot attempts with an and one on Maldonado shot. It, it amazes me how many times people continue to foul three-point shooters. You just got to live with the result. The guy makes it, he makes it. I mean, if a guy's wide open, he's still barely going to make it more than 40% of the time. You just got to live well, they, with it. They're in poor defensive position trying to close out too yeah. late and running into these guys' bodies, not even affecting the shot. And not only that, the other thing is a two doesn't hurt you. Let them have uh-huh. a two if they want it. The, to me, that's where I'll give Duke credit for one thing. Mike Krzyzewski, the one thing he always did extremely well, his team should score to the basket and get twos because everyone's so afraid of failing. I mean, fouling. They know you're not going to foul and they're going to get you the two-point basket. But give Indiana credit. They find a way through. And I thought uh, Trace Jackson Davis was unbelievable. Exciting show today, Amal. We have Dr. John Giannini, first-time guest here, won a Division Three national championship uh, um, <clears throat> with Rowan. Uh, Glassboro State, and then turned to Rowan. Turned that into a job at Maine, where he had the only two 20-win seasons in Maine's history, and then turned that into a job at LaSalle, where he had a sweet 16 run in 2013. Now he's the AD at Rowan. 
Yeah, they were the, one of the first four teams in, if you remember. Uh, they had that run for LaSalle, the Explorers. Uh, maybe we can ask him what Lionel Simmons is up to, one of the biggest <laughs> busts in NBA history. Uh, I want to turn our attention to the NIT. And from a betting perspective, from our perspective here at Circus Sports, good action on the NIT games last night. I'll tell you this, you said they're open gyms. Six of the nine games flew over. Yeah, the Washington State game was the one that kind of got bogged down a little bit, and I didn't. I don't remember the other two that didn't get there. But I actually uh, hit an end game under on Washington State at one twenty-eight and a half. Once it got out to twelve points, yeah. and I didn't think it would be in a fouling range game, yeah. and and it crawled to the fan. I think it finished around one ten or one twelve last night, and they covered easily. Yeah, the uh, Colorado had a ten point lead against uh, St. Bonnie's. Bonnie's come back and wins that game. Only seeded team to lose. Uh, you know, they do the top four yeah. seeds in each region. Was Colorado last night? By the way, I didn't understand why everybody was on Belmont against Bandy yesterday. They got off to a good start. Well, they played 40 minutes. They couldn't sustain it. Maybe they, because they said, oh, the two of their losses were to uh, Murray State. Maybe. I don't know. Ma maybe. I don't know. Uh, but let's take a look at some of the games tonight because I think they're interesting. Matches. From a handle perspective, though, I was impressed uh, with what we did on the NIT last night. So let's start at Joel Coliseum, 4 p.m. Pacific time in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Towson who won the Colonial regular season but lost to Delaware in the semifinals, 69-58, takes on Wake Forest. Remember their disappointing exit from the ACC tournament in the second round, losing to Boston College as a 10.5-point favorite, 82-77 in OT. I think if they win that game of all, they might have been in the tournament. If they win two games in the ACC tournament, they were definitely in. This was a team you were on several different times during the year. Demon Deacons tonight, lane eight against the Colonial uh, Colonial League regular season champion with a total of all down two points from 149 on the overnight to 147. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the move on the total down, but I think Towson could struggle a little bit to score. I think Wake's going to get to probably close to 80 in this game. I think they get the cover here. Uh, it really just comes, uh, it really is about whether they're focused on playing in this game or not. You know, Xavier yesterday really struggled, barely escaped Cleveland State, thought it was too high of a line. Hell, it shouldn't have been 12 during the regular season, let alone in a game they don't want to be in. Uh, and Wake, it just comes down to if you think they're going to be engaged in this one, and I believe they will be a little bit more so than some of these other teams because we saw a lot of these teams play well at home that you may not have anticipated. Texas A&M got off to a rough start. I think Wake is too complete of an offense for this uh, Towson Tigers team. I like Wake Forest here. Who is uh, least motivated or the lesser motivated in these games? The Power 5 team who was ended up being on the bubble out or the, the mid-major team that won the regular season but didn't win their tournament? I still think it's the Power 5 team because the mid-major team understands what they have to do to a certain extent, and you always look at the opportunity to go play at a gym and an opponent, uh, whether it be at, at a BC, no, I'm sorry, not BCU, at a Wake Forest or someone like that. Uh, Wake Forest, by the way, the three seed in this region of the, of the NIT, 32 teams that will meet in New York City for the Final Four. Also at 4 p.m. Pacific time today from Savage Arena in Toledo, Ohio, Top seed in the region, Dayton, but they can't play yeah. at home because the, the first four games uh, for the NCAA tournament are there at their arena. Taking on in-state rival Toledo. Dayton lost 68-64 in the A-10 semifinal to Richmond. Toledo lost in the MAC semifinal to Akron 70-62. Interesting number here, Amal. Toledo favored at home by one and a half with a total down again from the overnight of 144 to 142 and a half. We know Toledo, a very good shooting team. Uh, this uh, Rockets team, this can be an interesting game. They had a tough loss against Akron. Now they're going to bounce back. You know, I know they want to be in the NCAA tournament experience team. 
This be interesting to see how it plays out. Dayton, very good defensive team, young team. I'll tell you right now, Mike, this is going to be a good bet on Dayton team, assuming you know it's so hard nowadays to know what's going to happen in the offseason because so many guys transfer out. But assuming uh, this team stays intact, Grant's team's going to win the A-10 next year, in my opinion. But in this match, I'm going to stay away from it, look for an in-game opportunity because I'm just not sure how effective Dayton's offense will be. And in a game like this, do they play that normal defense where they're really good against everybody? Uh, this will be interesting to pay attention to in this one. Battle of Power 5 teams at the JPJ in Charlottesville, Virginia. 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 o'clock local time on ESPN2. Third seed in the region, Mississippi State takes on Virginia. Mississippi State lost in the SEC quarterfinal, 72-59 to Tennessee. Virginia was absolutely shut down by North Carolina and their ACC quarterfinal matchup, losing 63-43. to Virginia here, Amal, up from 2.5 on the overnight to a 3-point favorite with a total down from 123.5 to 122. Yeah, I didn't touch this game. Uh, I don't know how Ben Holland's team's going to fare in this one, but I think with Tony Bennett, just based on his disposition, how he's always led his team, I expect to see an honest effort out of his Cavaliers. Uh, I can see why the money's coming in on them here. I, I do believe, though, this game could go over the total simply because... Again, getting back to that point about a lot of these games tend to be open gym. Mississippi State is the three seed, but for some reason, they realize six people normally show up at the hump when they play Arkansas or someone. Might so, have a concert at the hump tonight. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's a young MC have a state fair he needs to play somewhere? I mean, you know, to me, uh, this is probably a situation where Virginia gets the benefit. They'll probably have a few more fans than you would at Mississippi State, so they're hosting this game instead of being at uh, the hump. I'm all busting, no moves on that game. 5 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time from Moody Coliseum and your stomping grounds, Dallas, Texas. It's Nickel State against SMU. Nickel State won the Southland Conference and was upset in the semifinals of that tournament, 71-64 by the team we saw lose last night, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. SMU, good semifinal matchup in the American with Memphis, but Memphis prevailed 70-63. to I thought if SMU got to the finals of the American, I thought they were going to get into the tournament. They were right there on the bubble. They are the one seed in this region of all. Little nickel state money we're seeing here. This was 15.5 on the overnight, down to 14.5, with a total down 2.5 points from 153 to 150.5. Yeah, I was sour on SMU all year, ever since they beat me in a game against LMU earlier this mm -hmm. year. And we saw how bad LMU turned out to be. Uh, but to me in this matchup, I would take Nichols here. Uh, I just think it's too many points for the ponies to be laying uh, 14 and a half. Nichols State's one deficiency. The, I think they're the worst shooting free throw, free throw shooting team in Division One. Mm. Indiana wasn't great last night either. Well, they never Brutal. had. Brutal. <laughs> I mean, you figure they're going to hit one out of two. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're better than 50%, but yeah. you... If you've bet Indiana, you figure they're going to hit one out of two when they go to the line. Exactly. Uh, I do have a play on this game of ball when we get to the picks later on. All and, right. And I took them on the over. I took the 15 and a half here. I thought this number was outrageous. I made it 11 myself. I just think it's a lot of points. This Nickel State team is decent. And how motivated is SMU after failing to make the tournament? 5 p.m. from St. Louis, Missouri. Northern Iowa against St. Louis. St. Louis seated third in their region. Northern Iowa got trounced by Loyola Chicago in the Missouri Valley semifinal. 66-43. St. Louis was outmatched by Davidson uh, in the A-10 semifinal, losing 84-69. A game they trailed by 20 most of the way in the second half. Here, the Billikens, down from four to three and a half, uh, and a total of 146 and a half. That's down two points from the overnight of 148 and a half a mile. Yeah, I actually like this game over. I'm a little bit surprised this one's coming down. Uh, St. Louis can get up and down. They, they've been terrific all year long from an offensive standpoint. 
Uh, you, you and I have shot the ball extremely well. I, I don't expect this to be a game where you see too much of a half-court offense. I think both teams can be more than happy to get up and down the floor. So a little bit surprised by this move coming down. Long Beach State is in Provo tonight at the Marriott Center. 6 p.m. Pacific time to take on BYU. BYU seated second in that reason. Long Beach failed to get a shot off in the last 30 seconds against Cal State Fullerton in the Big West Final. Finds himself in the NIT. BYU got handled pretty easily by San Francisco in the West Coast Conference quarterfinal. 73-63. BYU, 11.5 point favorite of all with a total one fifty one and a half. Is that Provo Spain or Provo Utah? Provo Utah. <laughs> a little Fletch reference there for you. Uh, Long Beach State versus BYU here. This is an interesting one in terms of BYU. This team has not really performed at the level we're used to the Cougars performing under Dave Rose. See what Mark Pope's squad does against an LBSU team that I think they should be effective against, particularly in the paint. Uh, again, another game that I would go towards the over here, Mike, just simply because neither team is going to defend extremely well. Monson's team... Hasn't played defense all year. Why would they start in the NIT? By the way, they should change the name of this tournament from the NIT to the Gambler Special. Final game tonight, Iona at Florida. That's Ricky Patino's team. They won the Metro Atlantic but got upset by Ryder in the quarterfinals of the tournament. 71-70 as an 11.5-point favorite. Florida, very disappointing year. Knocked out in the SEC second round in that overtime game against A&M. Game that you had bet on. Florida. Lay in six and a half with a total of 145 and 143 down from 145 and a half. Yeah, I'm not surprised. The Gators are almost initially declined the move here. Remember, Mike White is out. He's going to Athens, Georgia. Great hire by UGA. You know, I think the athletic director figures they can't be fired because they've got Kirby Smart there. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Up next, little NBA, a little NHL, and in 15 minutes, we'll have Dr. Mark Giannini. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Odds On, not betting across America, Mall, is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters. Z-Y-N. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They're available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Mango, or Mall's personal favorite, Citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strings, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Coming up in just 15 minutes, Dr. John Giannini, former head coach of LaSalle, took him to a sweet 16 nine years ago. He's going to join the program now, the AD at Rowan. Uh, we can talk some tournament, talk some NIL with him. Uh, interesting first-time guest, Amal. I'm looking forward to him. Should be a lot of fun. Pride of Fenwick uh, out of Chicago, out of the Elmhurst, uh, Illinois. Amal, let's just recap our, our final four picks. Uh, and, and I say this because there was some confusion last night. Brackets got transposed. It looked like you didn't know how to fill out a bracket, and that really wasn't your fault. I know some wish that you had taken the time to respond to everyone on Twitter and explain what your bracket was, but I believe the corrected brackets were put back up. Your final four is? Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and Iowa. I had the same final four, so I had to switch it up because I couldn't have this group think here. And so I went with the top seed Kansas in the Midwest region. But I also have Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky. We have the same two teams meeting in the final, Gonzaga, Arizona. I have Arizona. Uh, I have Gonzaga coming out on top. You have Arizona. Yeah, I really think that game could go either way. Uh, this could be potentially Gonzaga's uh, 
third national championship game in five or six years. I mean, really impressive run by Mark Few and company. I think that what what's amazing is that Iowa as the five seed is plus three thirty to make the final four. Yeah, I mean, it tells There's you how other well, five seeds that are twenty to one. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, you know how well the Hawkeyes are playing yeah. right now. Keegan Murray playing as well as any player in college basketball. You know, the big thing for me is though, I, I feel pretty good about this, no matter how this plays out. I've got sixty three teams in this field, and I've got one I'm against. So, okay, pretty good. Yeah. All right, let's get to the NBA. You made a career of betting on these games, uh, second half totals especially. Yeah, now I can't pick a winner with tomorrow's newspaper. All right, well, let's see if you can pick uh, pick a winner without tomorrow's newspaper. Let's start with Frank uh, Schwab, our buddy Frank Schwab's formula for when he gets up in the morning. <laughs> Make a pot of coffee, see who the Lakers are playing and betting on them. That would be the T-Wolves tonight. Hosting the Lakers in Minneapolis. This game starts at 5 p.m. The Lakers... Schwab was right when he said yesterday they're 2-8 and eight since the break. Indeed, they are. Losers of two in a row. Timberwolves come in. Winners of two in a row. Currently the seventh seed in the West. The Lakers currently the ninth seed. Yet, 10 games behind Minnesota in the standing. You know, the Lakers are only two and a half up of being knocked out of not even being in the play-in games. Tonight, the T-Wolves uh, Amal are laying nine with a total of 241 and a half. Yeah, uh, no interest in this game, but I, I, I do expect to see the Lakers play a little bit better, uh, but they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. You know, they fought after getting drilled early on by Toronto. They end up losing that game by 11 points. Uh, I don't think what Carl, was that game, 22-3? It, well, it started out 21-2 and 21 then 33-6 to to or something mm-hmm. at, uh, at the end of the first quarter, somewhere in the first quarter. But um, to me, I, I would be looking at uh, potentially taking the Lakers here. I know it's not a popular play, but nine's a big number for Minnesota. Let's see what kind of effort we get. By the way, I will tell you this. I would take LeBron over on a prop bet in terms of scoring. He wants to win that scoring title, you know, so he could sit there and say he's one of the five greatest players of all time because we know he's not even close to MJ. Is he one of the five greatest players of all time? Probably. Who really gives a damn? I mean, people sit there and argue this crap on social media like they're getting a commission on it. It's a barbershop conversation. All right, let's move on. Burn that barbershop down. There's an ESPN uh, doubleheader tonight. Let's take a look at the second game, the nightcap. Uh, The C's play the W. Celtics at the Warriors. The Warriors have won four straight. Your favorite player, your favorite favorite current player, Draymond Green, came back (laughs) over the weekend. Plus 24 in the plus minus against the Warriors in that victory. Warriors uh, against the Wizards in that victory. Warriors have won four in a row coming in Amal. Are you surprised they're such a short favorite tonight against the Celtics? Only two with a total of 219. Or you're going to tell me everybody's not playing again. No, no, no. I'm not telling you that. <laughs> I was just surprised we didn't have Draymond Green, that supermodel himself, at the Circle Pool on Sunday. He came up. He was at the Legacy Club at a slot tournament banquet I was doing. Yeah. I didn't really. He, he seemed shorter to me in person. Well, by the way, I'd love for somebody to sue the NBA for their fictitious heights they put out there. <laughs> Come on. Steve Nash, 6263. This guy's not 62 or 63 if he was standing on the L.A. County phone book. I mean, give me a break. Uh, Andre Iguodala out. No surprise. Andrew Wiggins going to be a game-time decision there. Uh, Gary Payton Jr. also out with the knee issue. But to me, this is one i got to go with the uh, the Warriors at home. I know the Celtics have played tremendously well in the second half of the season, but I think this is a game Golden State wins on their home floor here. 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, the both teams that are four seeds in their division, the four seed in the East, the Bulls take on the four seed in the West, the Jazz. The Jazz blew the lead against the Bucks the other night and lost at home. Amal, we were just talking about the Bulls being the one seed in the East not that long ago. They've slipped down to number four. Caruso is back, but are you still high on the Bulls? The Jazz tonight, lane six with a total of 224. Yeah, up Jazz, to seven. Up to seven now. Jazz win this game. They bounce back after blowing that game against Milwaukee. By the way, I just want to correct one thing for the record. I was never saying Chicago was going to get a one seed. 
I didn't say you're saying they're going to one seed. You I, said this team could win a playoff series and make a little noise in the they, semifinals. They could do that. They yeah. could still do that. Uh, but I, I Before think, the season, though, you, you said this yeah. team was on the up. up yeah, and, they up, definitely are on, on the upswing. The rise, and yeah. I think if you look at them, they can add a, t- a player in free agency this year. They could really be a dangerous threat in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, Utah's interesting. They have immense talent. They just seem like they're the third choice out of the West. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to get there or not. You look at Golden State, you look at Phoenix before this team. Denver's one to pay attention to. Jamal Murray potentially getting assigned to the G League. So, I don't know. Seven's not the kind of number I want to lay with the Jazz. If you said I had to play this game, I would take the Bulls plus seven before I lay it with Utah. But I believe the Jazz win this game coming off that loss. Billy Donovan, another coach that didn't necessarily translate great success in college to the pros. Well, I don't think he's been bad. He had a pretty good run at Oklahoma City. I mean, No titles. Well, you know, as Femi would say, only one team wins the title. But the bottom line is, I think considered to uh, considering how other coaches have fared, I think he's done a far better job. Would it have been better though, in terms of his overall legacy, if he had stayed at Florida and won another title or two? And I could he have done that? I don't know if he would have, mm. because remember when he had the great run of Florida, there was nobody at Kentucky. John Calipari's got a rolling right there at UK, so we'll see how it goes. 4.30 p.m. Pacific time is the first game of the doubleheader on ESPN. It's the Mavericks in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. Mavericks currently the fifth seed in the West at 42-26. and 26. The Nets the eighth seed in the East at 36-33. and 33. Mavs have won two in a row coming in. Nets have won four in a row coming yeah. into this contest. Them all. The Mavericks, a three-point road favorite. The total of 221.5. Yeah, this is just a mash unit for both sides here. Obviously, we know Kyrie's out for Brooklyn. Did he have 60 the other night? 61? 60, but he had 43 in the first half. Yeah. I think he was 6 for 7 shooting the 3, and it was perfect at the free throw line. It was only on 19 shot attempts. Incredibly impressive. He really is an incredible talent. There's no denying that. Hardaway continues to be out here. Um, not a game I'm going to get involved in. This Brooklyn team is interesting, right? They play extremely well away from home because of the fact that we have uh, Kyrie in the lineup when they're on the road. Uh, by the way, the Orlando Tragic. How about giving up an 86 burger in the first half? Uh, I would I would expect this to be a game to be competitive, but uh, not going to touch this game. I think the NBA is without question, Mike, the best sport to in play and middle numbers on. You could sit there and do that all day. I'm sure the Westgate would object to it though. 4 p.m. Pacific time from Charlotte, the Hawks and the Hornets. These are play-in teams right now in the East. The Hawks, the nine seed. The Hornets, the ten seed. Both on little winning streaks here. The Hawks have won three in a row. Well, Charlotte has won two in a row coming into this game. Atlanta, one-point road favorite with a total of 240, I'm all. Uh, this, Hawks t- this is a spot I would take the Hornets uh, at home. You know, to me, the, the Hornets are my home team, kind of the spot you want to take this team. Uh, for me, I- I'm surprised Atlanta's laying a number here, but this Hornets team, uh, at home, they're a better team. Both teams are 500, or excuse me, Hornets are one game under yeah. 500. I-, I would take the Hornets here at home. Finally, Philadelphia is in Cleveland as the 76ers take on the Cavaliers. 76ers uh, are 6-2 and two straight up with James Harden playing. Is he enough to make a difference for a playoff run for them? They are a t- uh, 2.5-point uh, road favorite tonight in Cleveland with a total of 219. Yeah, a couple of injury updates. Uh, Jared Allen, game-time decision here. Joel Embiid doesn't appear like he's going to play. He's going to be a game-time decision, but the overnight came from 4.5 down to 2.5, so something to pay attention in this matchup between the Cavaliers and the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Revenge spot for Cleveland. Philadelphia beat them uh, just earlier this month, uh, 125-119 on March 4th, so we'll see what happens in this one. Amal, to close this riveting segment, I'll ask you this question. <laughs> Great word choice. 
What will be the biggest surprise of the playoffs this year? Either a top seed going down early or a lower seed making a run. Uh, I don't think either would be a surprise. I think I think both. Are well, I'd like possible. to know which which team will do that. Which team? Which top seed will get bounced early, or which lower seed? And by lower seed, I mean five or lower can make a Philadelphia run. Philadelphia can get bounced early. They can. I think Brooklyn and Milwaukee go further. Yeah, you think Brooklyn can yeah. still win it? I do. All right, the KFC chicken sandwich is not only served hot; it's served straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today very excited for our next segment dr john giannini of rowan will join us after the break this is odds on with mike palm and amal shaw on vsin the sports betting network Need more college basketball insight than my man Amal Shaw? Doubtful, but if you do, check out the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every single game on the schedule and give you an opinion on the side and the total. Download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. While you are there, catch up on every show that vcin has to offer as well. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. It's our pleasure at this time to welcome in Dr. John Giannini, current athletic director at Rowan University. He won a national championship with them in Division Three. Also took LaSalle on a memorable Sweet 16 run in the 2013 NCAA tournament. Good afternoon, Dr. Giannini. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. It's the best time of year. It sure is. I want to go back to your experience in 13 with LaSalle because you guys came out of the first four in Dayton, beating fellow 13 seed Boise State before beating Kansas State, the four seed, and Ole Miss, the 12 seed, who had upset Wisconsin. But you guys had a, a little different path than this year's teams in the fact that you went from Dayton to Kansas City. Uh, these teams this year, Indiana gets shipped from Dayton all the way out to Portland, Oregon, and the winner of Notre Dame Rutgers tonight gets shipped to San Diego to take on Alabama. How difficult is the travel coming out of these first four games? You know, they'll get on a plane right after the game, and it, they, they would have an extra hour and a half maybe compared to what we did. So uh, I don't think that'll be a big factor. The NSA does a great job. You finish the game, get right to the airport, get on a flight, and, you know, you're there late at night, but you, you get some sleep, and it, it's not as bad as you would think. Dr. Giannini, you talked about the run you guys had and the difficulties are not as maybe as turbulent as people would expect them to be. I've always been surprised by these teams in the first four making the runs that they've had because you end up playing three games in about five to six days. Uh, what is it about playing in the play-in game that helps so many of these teams as they go into that second game? Yeah, confidence and comfort. The team you're playing against is nervous. They're uptight. I remember we played a, a very good Kansas State team that tied for the regular season Big 12 championship and I think we were up 18 at the half and the confidence that you get from that first game is very significant. I think you're just more comfortable. I mean UCLA went to the final four after from the first four to the final four and we made a sweet 16 and VCU a final four and you know, I think it's helpful. Coaches call me for advice on it, and I, I tell them all. I think it's a good thing. Dr. Giannini, you obviously coached in the A-10 for a long time there with LaSalle. I want to talk about the two A-10 teams this year in their first-round matchups. Davidson takes on 
uh, Michigan State in a game that's expected to be a very close contest. I've heard people on both sides of this issue about a two, two and a half point spread there. And then Richmond, the surprise winner of the tournament, uh, draws the hottest team in the country, maybe in Iowa. And that line has gone from nine and a half up to ten and a half. Assess both teams' chances in their first round games. So I, I broadcast a ten games now, so I know both teams really well. Uh, Davidson has a good draw. I, I like Davidson in that game. I think they're a better offensive team. I think they're skilled. They're veteran. Uh, they've been healthy all year uh, for the most part. So I like Davidson. I, I think Richmond's draw is really bad. I think Richmond, uh, they were preseason number two in the A-10. They're veteran. They're good. Uh, but Iowa is super hot. I, I So Every year in the last several, a five-seater lower has made the Final Four. I was extremely capable of being that team this year. I would agree with you there. Dr. Giannini, you mentioned the A-10. I feel like the A-10 and the Mountain West are probably the two best leagues to get overlooked in terms of the talent in this league. St. Bonnie's and Richmond returned a ton of starters this year, didn't have the type of seasons that they anticipated. Dayton and uh, Anthony Grant had a really good year. About What would you say about this league that people don't realize? You know, you have a, a player like Marcus Gilliard leads the NCAA all-time in steals. I, I think this is a terrific league, but why do they continuously get overlooked? The two teams just getting in this year. You mentioned Davidson with a chance. McKillop is a tremendous coach, in my opinion. I feel like the competition and the play is far better than people realize in that league. Well, the water's under the bridge, and what a lot of people don't realize is at the conference level, the number of bids is almost locked in by non-conference play. So Dayton has all these quad win, one wins, but they have three quad four losses. They had a young team. They shockingly, because they are so good at home, they shockingly lost their first three home games before beating Miami and Kansas, who we'll, we'll talk a lot, and Virginia Tech. I mean, their resume is bizarre. If they win one or two of those games, they're in. You know they're the first team out. So uh, I just think the league has as many good teams, as many good players as usual, but uh, some of their – VCU had Ace Baldwin hurt in the preseason. Just too many losses uh, in November, December. Talking to Dr. John Giannini, current athletic director at Rowan, he won a national championship Division Three with them in 1996, went to several Division Three Final Fours. I want to ask you this question in, in, in watching Mark Adams this year and how special this must be for you to see a guy who came from Division Two. Uh, background, then went to junior college, won a junior college national championship with Howard College there in Texas, finally getting a chance in the big time in a Power 5 conference and what he's done with this Texas Tech team and how good they are defensively. I have a future on them, Dr. Giannini, to, to get to the Final Four. Tough draw with Gonzaga in that region, really a loaded West region. Is Texas Tech good enough to make the Final Four? They are. Uh, I, I don't think they will. I think Duke will beat them, but going back to that uh, small college thing, Grant McCaslin's doing an amazing job with a similar background at North Texas, and guys from Shaka Smart to Brad Stevens have D3 backgrounds, and that whole small college thing, you learn how to run a program. You, from strength training to scheduling to equipment to, to uh, you name it, and I just think coaches that come from that know how to run a program. A lot of people get to that level and they just know how to recruit, but there's a lot more to it. Dr. Giannini, I want to switch gears a little bit. You're an athletic director. The NIL has been a huge boon for, obviously, student-athletes, which is great. 
But from a recruiting standpoint, having been in the A-10 and having competed against Power 5 teams, and especially the Big Five there in Philadelphia, how impactful is this from a recruiting standpoint and some unscrupulous behavior that potentially could go on at the major programs to get players in? at the elephant in the room immediately. Players have been getting play, paid sure. under the table for a very long time. Not everywhere, not everywhere, but at a lot of places. So this kind of legalizes it. And here's a funny thing. I've heard some people say, uh, we don't want an L. We still want it under the table because we don't want to pay taxes. So that tells you how crazy uh, it is. Uh, but NIL absolutely 100% is going to be used for recruiting advantages. They're not supposed to. It's completely unenforceable. Alumni and boosters are allowed to do it. Supposedly, coaches and schools can't arrange it, yet these coaches talk to these boosters and alumni one-on-one, uh, -on -one, verbally, <laughs> no paper trail or text. They talk to them all the time. They're at receptions. They're at games. Of course they're going to say, hey, we, we got to help we got to do something for recruiting. It's absolutely going to happen. I kind of feel bad, as good as it is in some way for kids. Some of my former players said when we were in school, we just cared about, you know, meeting a nice girl and basketball, and we had a great time. And it's, it's really become a business for some of these kids now where they're going to worry about, you know, what they can get and what someone else is getting. And I, I, listen, it's due to them. There's a lot of money to go around. The players should get some more, but it does take a lot of the purity out of it. My idea, put NCAA money aside so they don't get money while they're in college, but treat it like our pension would be. If they want to draw on that money later that they've earned and helped create, great. But the whole getting it while in college, it sounds great. But frankly, it takes away from the fun and, you know, and from the school basketball social part of it. Dr. Giannini, I want to ask you a quick follow-up on that. How much animosity could there potentially be, let's say, at a major program where you've got a big-time recruit like a Zion Williamson and another guy on that team, and Zion gets a big deal, and whereas this other guy who's still a starter on that team potentially gets nothing? Could there be a situation where, at least in the pros, even if you're making $10 million, a guy's still making a salary? A thousand percent. And, and at least in the pros, the players don't blame the coaches. They, they blame the, 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 the administrative part. I mean, in college, it'll blame the coaches. It'll affect coachability. It'll affect chemistry. And uh, uh, that's absolutely a factor. But there's no way around it. Again, I'm not – I'm for the players getting some of this NCAA tournament money. They absolutely deserve it. Just the way you get it to them, I think – could be more fair and keep the college model alive and still get them the money down the road. Dr. Giannini, you were on Lou Henson's staff in 89 when you made the Final Four run with Kendall Gill, Kenny Battle, uh, Marcus Liberty. Brad Arnwood's got a pretty good team this year. They're the four seed. They face Chattanooga first, potential second-round matchup with Houston. How far do you see Illinois going? We've got about 30 seconds. Oh, gosh, I got them in the Sweet 16 losing to Arizona. Their motivation after losing Oil will be off the charts. Chattanooga could beat them, but you're not going to get Illinois at less than their best this year. Dr. Gianni, we really appreciate the time. Look forward to speaking to you again in the near future. So much fun. Anytime, guys. Thank, Thank you very much. Great insight. And by the way, that team with Illinois should have won the national title. Yeah. Michigan gets the job done there against Seton Hall. All right, when we come back, we'll have our place.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1 800 9 with it in Indiana. 1 800 Bets Off in Iowa. 1 800 522 4700 in Nevada. Odds on here, Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Amal, you took the day off yesterday from the, the picks, but you 
you're back in action today. Yeah, I'm going to uh, go with a game here involving Wright State and Bryan. I like this Wright State team. I thought they've been competitive in a competitive Horizon League all year long. like them laying the three. Came down from three and a half on the overnight. And then uh, Northern Iowa, uh, St. Louis over 146 and a half. I think this should be a high-scoring game. Both teams are very com- uh Comfortable getting up and down. I like this game going over. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, two uh, one-unit plays for me today. Uh, I think this is too many points for SMU to lay to Nichols State uh, there in Dallas tonight. And this Nichols State, agree. yeah, they won the Southland. They were dominant. They they tripped up. They tripped up in the conference tournament. But SMU, I, I don't know what's their motivation to try to win this game by twenty, even if they do get up 12-14 in the second half. I, I just I think there's value there, and and they'll be in play on the game if you want to get off the bed or if you want to try to create a middle. Um, have Virginia Tech in that game against Texas already. Uh, Champions League again. Won that game the under easily, so overcame the future bet because I had more on the on the under of three and a half yesterday. And incredible that Benefica goes up, goes north there, has one shot on goal and wins that game one nothing. But another another closely contested uh, second leg I think today. This time in Italy, they played the first game in Spain. Came out one one. Uh, with the late equalizer by Villarreal. Uh, Villarreal and Juventus, under two and a half. Yes, you have to lay the juice today. I would rather play the under two and a half than take plus 105 under two, though. So that those both of those options are out there in the market. I, I looked at this game pretty closely. I almost took Juve here, uh, plus 110 or 120, depending on what the number was, where you got it. I thought they are going to come through. Uh, I didn't look, take the under. Was that minus 135? It jumped up to 145. So this should be one that we see go towards the under. All right. Um, our producer, Britton Hess, has put together some questions for you, and uh, they were in the rundown, so I know they'll be fresh to you. But it's our section that we're, where we play, Would You Rather, Amal? Would you rather have a ticket for all number one seeds to reach the final four uh, at 25 to one, all four get in there, or that no number one seeds reach the final four at nine to one? Uh, I would rather have all number one seeds reach the final four. You have two going in your two bracket already, seeds, yes. Yeah. I think it'd be very highly unlikely. I think no number one seeds reach the final four should be much higher than nine to one. I, actually I would think agree the, with you. The, I'm not saying all four will, but I, I think that nine to one is a very low price on that. I'd put that over 20 to one. I, I would agree with you. I think it should be closer to what, what this is right here, but, you know, unbalancing in terms of the bookmaking. I'd be, shocked if, I'd be shocked if either Gonzaga or Arizona don't make it. Well, I mean, fine if one of them doesn't make it, but to have, uh, you know, four number one seeds not make it potentially. Okay, here's the second question. Would you rather have a ticket for Arizona or UCLA or USC to reach the final four? That's minus 175 if one or more of those teams do it. Or at least two number one seeds to reach the final four, also minus 175. Well, this is interesting because... Same price ticket. Yeah, by the way, who the hell is creating the juice on this? Mm-hmm. Um, UC, look, Arizona's a one seed, Baylor, Kansas, and Gonzaga. So when you look at those four teams, I believe the Zags and Arizona are going to be the ones that make it as a one seed. Um, I think you have to take the two number one seeds simply because uh, I think KU is capable, and I think Baylor could get there. I think it'll be challenging for the Bears, but... Assuming the Zags in Arizona don't make it. Because Arizona, obviously, if they make it, they you win that bet on the other one. I, I, I would say this. I would pass on this bet. Arizona's price on their own is plus 150. Mm-hmm. When you add the other two teams, it's minus 175. I think that's too big of a move okay. to add UCLA. So I agree with you there. I'd rather have neither ticket. Yeah. Which ticket would you rather have them all? San Francisco or St. Mary's to reach the Sweet 16? That's plus 120. Or Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas all to reach the Sweet 16? 
at plus 140. I would rather have um, San Francisco or St. Mary's to reach the Sweet 16. St. Mary's has a good matchup, if I'm not mistaken. They, they get play in, UCLA potentially. Yeah, they get Indiana and then UCLA. I mean. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, mm-hmm. When I say good matchup, that's one that they can win. Not that they're going to win it, but I think it's a, it's a decent matchup for you them. You think one of those other three will get upset in the first two rounds? Wait, Kansas plays Iowa in the Sweet 16 game. I'm sorry. I yeah, apologize. they're already there, right? They, yeah, yeah, they yeah, would be the one five matchup in the Sweet 16. I I, I miss uh, I had a mistake on that one. No, I would rather take the plus 140 on these three to make the Sweet 16. I think Duke is the most likely of those three to get beat in the first two round. Would you well, agree who, with that? They play Fullerton in the first round. Who they play yeah, in the I second round? I'd have to look. <laughs> I think it's the seven ten Michigan State and, and Davidson. Davidson. Yeah, yes. the, yeah, that's right because they they got spread. I, I like that matchup for them. Davidson doesn't have the size to contend right. with them in Michigan State. So would you rather take this plus 140 than all yes, three absolutely. win two games? Yep. Okay, all right. They're very good with the clarification. Which ticket would you rather have? Memphis or Chattanooga or Murray State to reach the Sweet 16 at plus $2 or Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky all to reach the Sweet 16 at plus $2? I'm going to take all three on the uh, Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky because I believe Memphis, Chattanooga, and Murray State are all gone by the second round of the tournament. Or now they consider it the second round, whatever the third round. Chattanooga's a thirteen, so that's tough. They get Illinois first. Memphis has is Boise State. Yeah, Boise State, and then they play a, a one seed, and then Murray is a seven, right? So yeah. I agree with you there. Murray plays San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think the Dons can beat them. I would rather have Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky. Which here. team would you most be worried about of those three? Auburn, not yeah, to make it. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, which ticket would you rather have them all? Gonzaga, Baylor, and Duke all to reach the Elite Eight. At plus 550, or same price on this ticket, Michigan State or Michigan or Wisconsin to reach the Final Four at plus 550. I'd rather have the Zags, Baylor, and Duke. All to reach the Elite Eight. Duke would possibly have to beat Texas Tech in that 2-3 matchup in the West. Um, I I think Michigan State's going to be out by round. uh, I think they get past Davidson. I think they lose to Duke. I hope I'm wrong on that. Um, Michigan, I think they win their first game against Colorado State. And then Wisconsin gets through their first game against Colgate. But I, I think none of these teams are going to be getting to a Final Four this year. Do you year. think Purdue has the best chance to make the Final Four out of the Big Ten? Or you know you think Iowa. I'm sorry, because you have I Iowa. I think Iowa does, it. yeah. Okay. Which ticket would you rather have? That a one seed, or this is just a yes or no on the one seed. Will a one seed win the national championship? Minus 117 or minus 103? Like the beautiful juice. I, I will take uh, the one seed to win the national championship because I think they've won 32 out of, I'm excuse me, 23 of the last 28 or something like that in that range. They, they've is that been a cheap price on the one seed? Yeah, it minus is. 117. Absolutely. You get Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. I think so. Which ticket would you rather have? Total tournament wins by the Pac 12. Over five and a half minus one fifteen, or total tournament wins by the West Coast Conference over five and a half minus one twenty. That's interesting. Good, good question by Britain. It is a very good one because you think of the West Coast, Gonzaga could win six by themselves if they won it all. I would rather have the Pac-12 over five and a half because the Bruins are very much alive to get to a Final Four. Uh, USC could easily get to the Sweet 16, maybe even mm-hmm. a lead eight, and then you've got Arizona as well. I like both of these tickets. Actually. I actually do too. I, I think they're you both. Can get, you can get one or two wins out of St. Mary's, yes. maybe a win out of San Francisco. Yes, that would mean Gonzaga would only have to get to the Elite Eight. Well, I like St. Mary's in the first round. I like San Diego. Excuse me, uh, San Francisco over uh, Murray State in mm-hmm. round one. So I think you got to have Gonzaga get yeah. to a Final Four. Yeah, or if you can get a second win out of St. Mary's, get to a get to an Elite Eight. All right, which ticket would you rather have? Murray State to advance further than Loyola of Chicago, that's minus 110, or Loyola of Chicago to advance further than Murray State, also minus 110. 
Uh, I think Loyola Chicago goes further than Murray State. I think they're a more complete team. They've been in a more competitive league in the Missouri Valley. Look, Murray State's had a tremendous season. I'm not taking anything away from them. But, Mike, you and I, we both watched that game against Moorhead State. And until the final minute or so, that could have gone either way. And I, I just don't think now the step up in competition, Murray State's going to fare as well. I want to ask you about a couple NHL games, the Maws, particularly the one in Minnesota tonight. Bruins, overtime winners over the Blackhawks last night. They, out, I believe they outshot them 48-20. to 20. Had to go to OT. There was a questionable goal by the Bruins with about four minutes left that was overturned on goaltender interference against Marc-Andre Fleury. It was, it, it was a coin flip. Then they had to fade the penalty because of the challenge. They challenged the interference, got to overtime, and won the game. Back-to-back uh, -back now, they go to Minneapolis to take on the Wild. The Wild uh, laying 115 here in this spot. Bruins minus 105 on the road with a total of six uh, equally juiced to under and over. Yeah, I wanted to play this game under, and I was surprised mm. to see Minnesota being a home favorite. Like, when you see against certain teams, Swayman going to be in net tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins here. It was all marked last night. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the under here in this game. I, I just think Boston is so good defensively. I'd I, I take the under six here. And then the other game I want to ask you about is the Lightning at the Kraken. We've talked about how the Kraken are overvalued at home. Now, I'm not saying they're overvalued at plus 235, but here I ask about the Lightning on the puck line. I'm all lay a goal and a half with Tampa Bay and lay 105. That interest you at all? No, I was surprised by this line. I was looking at the overnights in hockey last night. I couldn't believe they finally adjusted a Kraken line, but then they went to the extreme on the Lightning being a $3 favorite on the road. I know you have the play uh, tonight on Wright State. Any opinion at all on, on Notre Dame and Rutgers? I, I lean towards Rutgers. Uh, I, I do too, but I don't think maybe it's an in game opportunity here. I think these two teams are really equally matched. I tend to agree with you. Real quick on the number one seeds 11 of the last 14 have been a one seed to win the national title. All right, stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, betting across America. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.